Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, What is Life? Storytime with X. I'm your host, Xtina Lucille, but you can call me X. On episode two, this is going to be titled, You Used to Be Homeless? And yes, I wanted to get the elephant in the room out right away, so let's just jump on in and talk about it. Buckle up though, this is going to be a roller coaster of a ride filled with lots of back and forthness. So I used to have this freakishly good memory, a crazy memory. Like I could literally tell you what you wore when I met you down to the accessories you had. But after nursing school, for some reason, like my memory turned to shit. <laughs> so recently I started playing um brain games kind of to get my memory back and one memory that triggered in particular was I had this memory of when I was a child I vividly remember like sleeping in my mom's station wagon with her I must have been like three or four years old and I remember looking out the window seeing the street light we were going to bed we were living in this car and I remember a man walking by I recently asked my mom about this situation because I didn't know the circumstances or if this memory was even real or made up and she's like no we did we lived in the car for a week um flash forward to me being 18 years old I was I don't want to say, okay, when I say homeless, it wasn't like I was pushing a buggy, begging for money on street corners and like sleeping under um, a freeway overpass. However, I did when I was 18 have an unstable home, moved seven times in two years. So this is where the roller coaster of a ride begins. So here we go. First story. The experiences I'm about to talk about really I want to emphasize on why I value stability in my life. So I went to five different elementary schools because I moved back from East LA to the Valley multiple times as a kid until we finally settled down in um, Canoga Park. And when I was 18 years old, this is kind of why you'll understand my hesitation for moving. So when I was 18 years old, my mom, I just graduated high school and I feel like my whole world just kind of flipped upside down. So I was an LAPD explorer. I had plans to join the police department. Um, My mom and her husband were separating, so she was moving. My dad lived out of state and my mom had asked me like, are you going to move with me to this new town? Mind you, moving was such a big deal to me because I had done so many times as a child. So I didn't want to give that up. Also, my dad had asked like, do you want to move in with me? But it was a completely other state. I didn't want to leave my mom because I'm an only child. So I kind of felt bad and I was like, no, I want to stay here because I value that stability in my life. So My mom ended up moving to another part of the valley and I did not know how to drive on the freeway yet. I had worked at Starbucks now, I want to say maybe two to three years. I was starting college and like I did not want to give up the basically life that I knew for the last few years of of growing up. So I end up moving out of my mom's apartment and I move in with my grandma and I was having the time of my life. My grandma did not have the same rules that my mom had. She was more lenient, surprisingly. Um, 
So this was my first major move. So I want to say I moved out as soon as I graduated. So mid-June. And I knew my grandma was going to move to Mexico and I knew she had plans to take care of my great grandma in Mexico. However, I thought I had till that um, December. Turns out my grandma was moving in August. I was so blindsided by this because I was like, wait a minute, August? Like, where the hell am I going to go? My mother still lived pretty far from where my job was, still didn't know how to drive on the freeway. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do? So I'm going to give you, um, for the people that I did move in with, I'm just going to give you initials. So I had this family that I was very close to. They were one of my best friends and we're going to call them the T's. I had asked the T's if I can live with them because I knew they had a spare bedroom. The T's welcomed me in with open arms. I did not have to pay rent. I didn't have to pay any bills. All they asked of me was that I either worked or went to school. So at this time, I was working. I was going to school full time. And I was very lucky. Now that I think of it, I honestly can't believe that these people welcomed me into my into their home and into like with open arms. And the reason why I say that is because somebody living with you is a very big deal. And somebody living with you rent-free isn't even extremely like bigger deal. And I am just so thankful and so grateful for this family. And I'm going to um kind of state because of this whole like moving situation. And one of the lessons I learned from it and something that I truly value is the fact that with all the families that I actually got to live with, I got to experience different cultures from different people from all walks of life. So this family was African-American and this is why I am mentioning it because I was lucky enough to live and see this culture firsthand that was different than my Hispanic heritage. So I lived with them for, I want to say a few months. It had to be less than six months. So mind you, this is my third move as an 18-year-old in less than six months. And I'm living with them, having a great time, going to work, going to school. I knew that this was not going to be something long-term, but one day I got home and I see their eldest daughter sleeping on the couch. And my heart just absolutely broken to pieces i saw her stuff in the hallway of the house i walked to my room i shut the door and i fell apart because i knew that she was going to be moving in and this put me the family never expressed anything to me but i just felt so awkward because here i was living in someone else's home not paying rent having my own room and yet their daughter is sleeping on the couch and so I called my mom up and was like hey I like this is a situation my mom at this point had actually moved closer to um the neighborhood that we were staying in and she was renting a room from this house so I told her the situation and said look I don't want to put this family in an awkward position to ask me to leave. And at the same time, I don't find it fair that I have my own room and she's sleeping on the couch or she has to share a bedroom with someone else when this is technically her home. So 
I remember my best friend at the time coming in the room. She heard me crying and I was packing my stuff and she was like, Chris, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm sad, but I'm, I'm going to leave. And she's like, no one's asking you to leave. And I was like, I know, but I feel horrible. Your sister's stuff is in the hallway. Like she's sleeping on the couch. And she's like, no, no, that's my stuff. We're moving it into the garage. Like we are going to, um, she's going to share a room with me just until she gets back on her feet. It's fine. Like you don't have to go, but morally, I just felt like this was wrong and I was sad because I loved this family. Living with them was so fun, but I just knew like it was my time to go and I didn't want to impede on them, but they were absolutely amazing and I am just so grateful and blessed that I got to live with them for the few months that I did and they are dear to my heart and they are a big part of my story and like who I am today so now I'm moving to my mom's house that she's running into a room so now this is the fourth move that I have in about six months and I was living there not even two weeks It is finals week and my freaking car gets broken into and my laptop with all my homework and my finals stuff is in the in the damn car and they stole my laptop. So obviously like I had to pay money. Mind you, I'm only 18 working at Starbucks. I had to pay money to get that fixed. I didn't have the money. I didn't feel safe in this neighborhood anymore. So I hit up my other best friend. Um, We're going to title her A. I hit up her and I move in with her family. So A's family is Guatemalan. So this is another culture that I am thankful for, that I got to experience, and another family that welcomed me with open arms that didn't charge me rent. So now this is my fifth move in less than a year. So I stay with them for two weeks and then my mom ended up getting an apartment. So I ended up moving in with her. We were sharing this one bedroom and I want to say we lived there for less than a year, but I was like thankful because it was finally like some stability again that I was like, I just absolutely needed. Um, then my mom and the boyfriend that I had at the time, she wasn't too fond of him. We fought a lot. I was in a pretty toxic relationship. So obviously being dumb and naive, I ended up leaving my mom's house and moving in with this boy. The sixth move in one year. Mind you guys, I am now in and out, dropping in and out of college. There were so many times that I wanted to go to school but kind of like didn't really care to because I just wanted to be a cop and you really don't need to go to school for that um I don't know if things changed but basically school was kind of just like my backup plan so I was dropping in and out of college moving place to place and one big lesson and mindset that kind of changed for me was the fact that I never owned more things that I can pack in one car and I had a toy um sorry I had a Saturn LS100 it was this little car and I made sure that everything that I owned fit in one trip literally I learned not to be materialistic because of the fact that I was constantly moving 
So I move in with this boyfriend and I want to say we were together for three months in the, I wasn't with him for three months. We were together for about two years, but we were living together for three months when I happened to go and was doing laundry one day and I found something in his pocket that was drug paraphernalia and my heart freaking shattered into a million pieces. I found out that the drug paraphernalia was heavy drugs and my heart just sank. I felt absolutely unbelievably betrayed because here I was trying to be a police officer. I was going to the police station two, three times a week to volunteer and to find out that my boyfriend that I lived with was doing drugs was just shattering to me. I gave him not an ultimatum, but an option. I did not want to just be like a B-I-T-C-H and move out. I offered, you know, because he didn't decline that he was doing drugs. I was like, look, I will give you a choice. Either you take a drug test. If it's positive, I will stay if you promise to get clean and I will try to help you get clean. If it's negative, then I'll stay. But if you don't take the drug test, I'm absolutely moving out. And so at first, the boyfriend I had at this time agreed to the drug test. So here I go to Rite Aid to buy an over-the-counter drug test and lo and behold, as I'm in line, my boyfriend calls me and asks me like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm at Rite Aid buying your drug test. And then he flips the script on me and is like, you should trust me. You know, I'm not doing this. And I was like, you know what? I'm very proud of myself at this point. Cause I think I was about 19 turning 20 and I put my foot down and I was like, no, if you don't take this drug test, I'm moving out. Like I am packing my shit and I'm leaving today. Well, he declined to take the drug test. So I packed my stuff and I left on to my seventh move. Or was that six? I don't even remember anymore. Um, So now my mom had moved further into the valley and far away. However, I learned to drive on the freeway. So I went and moved with her, heartbroken and again, once again, dropping in and out of college, moving to a different location, wondering what the hell I'm doing with my life. And I kind of had this mindset that really bothered me and I don't feel this way, but I don't know why at the time. I just felt like the biggest loser. I felt like I was working at a retail job, dropping in and out of college, living at home with my parent, like what am I doing with my life? It really put me into this depression because I just felt like the biggest loser. And I was seeing my friends go to school and seeing them graduate. And one of my friends, I'm going to title her Jay, was studying super hard, trying to get into nursing school. And Jay's family, thankfully, because they lived closer to the Starbucks store that I was working at the time, I got to stay with them on days that I had to be at work at four o'clock in the morning. So this is another family that welcomed me with open arms let me stay with them um they were a caucasian family and once again i am bringing this up because i am so thankful that throughout this journey of me moving and picking up my stuff and 
traveling and staying with these um, friends of mine and people who welcome me in with open arms, I am just so thankful that I got to see how other people and other cultures lived. And I value that because it is part of my story and part of who I am today and different from my own heritage and my own culture. So I really value that. And I feel like that was one of the most amazing experiences that I got out of this. So um, another thing that I learned besides not being materialistic is I definitely learned other ways to live and it kind of instilled this experience of me moving and and sleeping on other people's couches or their floors or their whatever bedrooms like it is exhausting you'll never feel even though they make you feel at home it doesn't feel like home it's I don't want to say uncomfortable because they never did anything to make me feel uncomfortable but it's still not the comfort of your own home and with that my I had a lot of homeless friends at the time because the Starbucks that I worked with we had a lot a lot a lot a lot of homeless people that were customers and one of them actually taught me a huge lesson that I actually wanted to bring with me when I started nursing school and that was that he told me that when he panhandled and asked for money um, on the street, he actually raised enough money to have a gym membership. And the reason why a gym membership was so important to him was because throughout the day when it was way too hot and the sun was out, he could go to the gym and work out and stay physically fit and at least be healthy in some aspect. It also gave him a place to shower. And I found this kind of interesting that like he literally would ask for money until he had enough money to pay this gym membership um, monthly. And then he would go and sleep, you know, under the freeway overpass in this tent. And the lesson I learned from him is that that was really a smart thing. Like I was like, wow, like why didn't I think of that? Like, and when I got into nursing school, they instilled in my brain that I could not work 40 hours a week. But I was like, you don't know me. I have been homeless before, meaning I moved seven times in less than two years. And I'm not going back to that. And I had talked to my teacher and she's like, I'm sorry, but like you can't work full time and go to school full time. You'll never get the grades. You'll never pass. I guess in order for you to understand what I'm about to say, I should go back to what happened with the moves and like how I finally became stable. Um, So after living with my mom and going to the J's, um, and being able to stay there if I had to work early in the morning. Um, I actually ended up moving in with a roommate named G bear. I'm going to call him and we lived together for a year. So we found this place close to our job and we lived there for about a year. Great experience. I was really happy. However, at the end of our lease, my roommates, um, I had two of them. They were a couple ended up kind of breaking up so they didn't want to renew the lease so here I go again packing all my stuff up and moving to my mom's friend's house so I moved to my mom's friend's house and I lived there for about um, four months long enough for me to save up enough money for a down payment of my own at this point major life story I was engaged at this time and I ended up moving in with my fiance but that didn't work out so a year later when that lease was up Jay from earlier in the story actually reached out to me and said, hey, 
I've graduated college, I have this new boyfriend, like, I want to take the next step in my life. We are now, I want to say, 23, 24 years old. And she's like, I know you lived on your own, I trust you, how would you feel about living together? And I was like, awesome, this is a great idea because this apartment that I lived in was dumpy, roach infested, absolutely disgusting, I was heartbroken, didn't want to stay there anymore, just absolutely wanted to move and have a fresh new start. So me and Jay end up moving in together and I called her my sugar mama because Jay was there for the first two weeks and then I never saw Jay again, Jay was always off with her boyfriend. So I had this apartment to myself, essentially feeling like I'm living on my own, Um, She paid the rent on time, paid the bills on time, but I just never saw her, hence the name Sugar Mama. So when our lease was up, I remember my apartment manager um, was kind of helping me with a reference because I was like, you know what? I am so done with roommates. And the reason why it's not because I had bad roommates. I'd never had a horrible experience with roommates. I was just done bouncing from house to house and having to like break my not break my lease but like moving after my lease ended because someone else um didn't want to stay there anymore so I made this promise to myself that I was gonna buy I'm sorry find my own apartment live on my own and I was never ever gonna move again until um I was either gonna have a baby or getting married And so my apartment manager at the time where I lived with Jay, when I was moving out and like in search of another apartment, he asked me like, how are you so responsible? How are you 24 years old? How do you have good credit? How are you living on your own here in California and like going to school full time? Like, how are you doing it? And I was like, to be honest, the first couple years of my life when I was 18 was a wreck. It was tragic. I, can you imagine being 18, 19 years old and packing your stuff up and bouncing from house to house while trying to maintain credit, while trying to go to school full-time? It's absolutely hard and it is a struggle that I went through, but it is a struggle that I overcame and I remember when I got my apartment, I was so proud of myself and I was so thankful because my new apartment manager, so I don't know if you guys ever lived on your own or um, had to rent. I think you guys are much older than whoever's listening, so you might have, but in California, um, you have to make triple the rent. And that's kind of hard to do, like without a co-signer. That's kind of hard to do. So when I went to go sign the lease or even apply for this apartment, the new apartment manager had talked to my previous apartment manager and she went over my finances, went over my rental application and she said, look, I know you don't make triple the rent. Your budget is going to be very, very tight. But because you have good credit and because this apartment manager like said good things about you, I'm going to give you a chance. And I was extremely thankful and grateful for that because that changed my life completely for the first time since I was 18 years old mind you I'm like 21 uh, sorry this was like 2013 so I want to say 22 23 around that age I'm moving into this apartment 
And I'm like, thankful. (laughs) And on my own. And I'm just glad somebody was willing to give me a shot. Because I had moved almost every year for the previous years. Besides the time that I moved seven times in two years. And I was so thankful for this opportunity from her because she trusted me and I never let her down. And I stayed in that apartment for eight years until I met my husband and we moved into our house that we're currently in now. But back to the nursing school and why I wanted to tie this in. When I was talking to the assistant director of the program and she was telling me, you cannot work full time. Like you have to work 20 hours a week. You're never going to make the grades to um, past nursing school. If you work full time, she told me there has only been three people that she knew of since she started working there that were able to accomplish this. I looked at her and I was like, I don't have a choice. I've been homeless before. I know what it's like to pack my shit up every few months and pack my car up and move from house to house to house. And I'm telling you right now, that is not a freaking option for me. I have to work full time. I don't have a choice. My mother at this point lived 77 miles away. My father was in another state. My family lived in completely different counties. They were way too far. I had nobody, nobody close besides like friends that I could stay with. And I was like, this is not an option. I, if I have to bust my ass to get to what I want, like I'm going to do it, but I can't, I can't quit my job. I can't drop down to 20 hours a week. I have to do this. When I tell you I learned how to freaking sleepwalk in nursing school, I learned how to sleepwalk in nursing school. But you know who was in the back of my mind? That homeless man that told me about that gym membership. You guys, I kid you not. When she told me you're going to have to work 20 hours a week, I legit was like, okay, let me do some calculations. If I move to my mom's house, that's 77 miles away from my current apartment. What would it cost me in gas? It was going to cost me the same amount in gas to get to school every day as it would if I kept my own apartment. I literally contemplated moving my stuff into storage giving up my apartment, driving to Glendale, sleeping in my car, and getting a gym membership. Because when you have nothing, you have to do what you have to do to succeed. And if that means giving up my apartment so that I can have a better future and sleeping in my car maybe for two years, that was literally something I contemplated. So I literally sat myself down and talked to myself and was like, can I do this? Can I work full-time and go to school full-time? Like, can I survive nursing school and go and work full-time at Starbucks? Absolutely, I did. And I graduated with freaking honors. So I don't care what hardship you have in life, what life throws at you. There is always a way if you work your ass off. As hard as these hardships were and these hurdles that I had to cross to get to where I was today, I am thankful for every struggle that I've went through because it has opened my heart and it has opened my mind to being more loving, accepting, and understanding of other people's situations. And it truly changed my 
perspective on some things in life. And like one funny story that I will tell you um, is that when I finally became a nurse and was finally making decent money, I had given my mom my car and I was um, in the works of buying a new car. So my dad came down from Nevada to help me purchase this car. And when we were talking about like what I can afford and whether I was going to buy or lease my car, my dad was trying to convince me to lease the car that it would just be better in my interest if I would lease the car because I wouldn't have to deal with breakdowns and stuff like that and I was like absolutely not I'm I'm buying my car I'm paying for it I want to own it and he's like why why do you have to own it like I'm telling you that leasing is much better and I'm like look dad if I ever lose my job if I ever can't afford this any like a lease anymore if I ever become homeless again, I want to be able to know that if I lose my job and have to give up my apartment, I won't have to stress about giving up my car. Like nobody's going to come repossess my car because I'll own it. My dad looked at me like I was freaking crazy. And he's like, I don't understand that. And I'm like, I do. If I lose my job and can't afford to pay a lease on a car, they're going to come repossess my car. But if I own it, nobody's taking my car away. And it'll give me shelter. Like, it'll give me a place to stay. I could pack my stuff up and sleep in my car if I had to. And my dad was like, what? Like, he was getting mad at this point because, mind you, I did not tell him about a lot of the stuff that was going on. Like, me bouncing from house to house. I didn't share this experience with him. I did not want him to worry about me. Um, And so, he just could not understand that. And I'm like, look, to me it makes sense. And unless you've been through the struggles that I have been through, it might not make sense to you. But having something that's mine, having something that's stable, having something that I know someone can't take away from me is a value. So I'm buying this damn car. So let's quickly reiterate, like my side of the story was everything I just told you. How I handled it was just keep moving. You got to do what you have to do to survive. You got to suck up your pride and understand that everything you're going to go through is going to be temporary. And in a few months or years, this might not even matter. But how you choose to handle it, how you choose to grow from it is how the situation can either be bad or you can turn it into a good thing. And it'll always be part of your past. It'll always be part of your story. But you grow from this. You don't dwell in this you don't pity yourself like you suck up your pride and you move on and how I've dealt with this and moved past it I in turn did what the A's the J's the T's did for me when I was in nursing school, one of my coworkers had split from their significant other and needed a place to stay and couldn't afford to have their apartment of their own. And I welcomed them into my home and I said, look, you can stay at my house for a month for free or you can stay for two months, but I'll charge you like $100 per month at this point. I never planned on taking this person's money what I wanted to do was kind of hold this money until they were ready to move and then give it back to them to kind of help with their move and that's exactly what happened um they stayed for me 
with me for two months and when they were ready to move out into their new place they were like well I'll get you the money um that I owe you for rent and I was like no don't I've been in this situation before I know how uncomfortable it is to ask somebody to live at their house to stay on their couch and like you want to try your best not to like impede on them or make them feel uncomfortable at the same time you're uncomfortable I said I I get it you don't have to pay me anything I wanted to make sure that because I was so lucky and had four different families they're sorry three different families welcome me into their home for free and let me stay there for free I wanted to make sure that I did the same thing for someone else I hope in this episode of this podcast that if you're struggling with being homeless or bouncing from house to house and in this similar situation, that this helps you see that sometimes you do have to make sacrifices and sometimes you do have to give up certain luxuries and things that you'd like to move forward in your life and things do get better. You just have to work hard for them. Or If you're not in this situation, I really hope it opens your eyes and your heart to others and the possibilities of what they could be going through. I know there is a saying that's cliche that says, be kind, you don't know what someone else is struggling through. I know that during this segment of my podcast, like I have this happy-go-lucky, like, tone to my voice and it might not match the story at hand however I going through all this and other stories and traumatic events that I'm going to tell you in the future is what keeps me happy what keeps me motivated and when people ask me like in the previous episode like how are you so happy all the time I've had a crazy life I've had lots of traumas but like I said in the past you can either let your situations define you or you can choose to flip this around and be positive because I was just so tired of going through negative experiences and I did not want to contribute to more negativity in the world. I just plan to be positive and yeah I've gone through some shitty situations but at the end of the day you're in charge of your own happiness and I refused to let these situations make me unhappy and yes at the moment they were depressing at the moment they were shitty and I am all for give it a good cry cry it out but let's pack it up and let's move on Believe me when I say there was so many times being 18, 19, 20 years old when I would find out that I'd have to move yet again that I just wanted to break down and cry and ask God why what is life like why is this happening again I felt like it was a never ending cycle a roller coaster that I was just not coming off of but this cycle ended when I chose to end it and I'm thankful that yes it might have made me grow up fast yes it was struggles but it made me the damn strong woman and happy person that I am today so I just want to thank you guys for joining me on this episode of what is life story time with x I am your host Christina Lucille and I will see you next week when we talk about roommates see you guys later thank you so much for all the positive feedback on my previous podcast episode hope to make you smile again next week 
Bye.